Hi guys, Rob here. Uh, make sure to stick around to the end of the episode for our interview with Christian Mercado, director of If You Were the Last, starring Anthony Mackie and Zoe Chow. Enjoy the review, enjoy the show, enjoy the interview, and see you next year. Bye! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Robert McFarlane. Welcome to the show where two best friends with awful mental health uh, ex- examine movies instead of themselves for once. Helps us stop overthinking. And, uh, you know, it's kind of part movie analysis, part self-analysis, and, and all fun. And it's Christmas! And it's Christmas. And it's Christmas. But in the spirit of that, I feel like it's more important that I ask, before I get to what we're doing, how are you doing, Ben? Ben, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah? I'm doing pretty good. I, I went to go see Godzilla Minus One. Ooh, very nice. Oh, buddy. Yeah? It's a fucking belter. Obviously, we're not here to talk about it, mm. but go watch it. It's incredible. <laughs> it's a war movie, essentially. There were parts where I forgot it was Godzilla film, good. and then just boom, Godzilla. I was like, oh shit, yeah. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, I've got a new hyperfixation. What, besides 70s black exploitation cinema? Yes, I've moved on right. slightly. Uh, it wasn't black exploitation, it, it like exclusively. Right, it was okay. just exploitation films. Right, okay. What's your new hyperfixation? <laughs> Craig Zala. Ah. Mm. Is this going to be our... Three movies. Okay. Are, are you, have you already pushed that button? Are we already doing it? In Yeah, buddy. It's already in the fucking timeline, bud. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Telling you. It's good. incredible. Yeah. Huh. But it's, it's good, man. I'm actually having a bit of time to sort of see family... Get some shit done around the house. Mm-hmm. Get some fucking movies in me. Right, you know what I mean, man? Right. Consume. I'm consuming. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, man? Uh, I work in a restaurant over the Christmas period, Ben. <laughs> yeah, fuck that, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'd rather set myself on fire and then piss myself whilst just after the fire's gone out. You oh, know what okay, I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. Just play late The fire one thing that might have helped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we keep making the food. Like we run out of food and then we, everything we make just goes out the door. So it, it, it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It has to be fine. I'm not that dog in the house on fire. I'm looking forward yeah. to Christmas. I'm looking forward to the fact that we're a tiny, tiny, tiny bit ahead of schedule. Uh, yes, buddy. If we get this edited and clipped and promoted quick enough, there's yep. a chance that Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day, you and I can just are off. relax. We're off, mate. It's a it's a little three-day holiday. Our lives are still very much on fire. Don't worry about that. Yeah, but we're trying to focus on the positive because exactly, it's, it's Christmas. Santa's coming. We're trying to be nice. We'll put a Christmas oh, hat I on. I should have put my fucking Christmas hat on. That's annoying. We have a Christmas hat. Yeah, obviously. I've got a Christmas sweater as well. I should have worn that. It's Mike Tyson and it says Merry Christmas. I'm wearing my Christmas sweater. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me at work. Oh, I don't know where mine is, man. <laughs> I don't know where mine is. Fuck it. What are we doing today, Ben? Buddy, we were lucky enough recently to have Christian Mercado reach out to us Ooh. via email and say, hey, do you want to watch my new film? And normally mm. that sentence fills me with dread. Because yeah. the amount of stuff that we get sent, and it's like, this is lovely. Yeah. Very well done. Mm. No. <laughs> I think quite a lot of what we're sent are people whose ambition outstrips their ability, budget, talent, eye. But this is like in no way a bad thing, because I'm I'm very much of the belief that you 
fucking shoot for the stars right. every given yeah, opportunity yeah, yeah, that you get, yeah. right? So we're we're incredibly grateful for it. Mm. We just can't cover everything on the show because obviously Keep sending them. Keep sending them. And if you don't Please hear do. back from us, Please know your do. film is dog water. <laughs> is what Ben is saying. Okay, that's an awful sentiment to say. No. That's what Ben's saying. It normally fills me with dread because yeah. I have to then go back and be sort of like, we're not, we, mm. we can't cover it. We I'm sorry. And that makes me feel fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. But Christy Mercado got in touch and was like, hey, um, my, my film, if you were the last, mm-hmm. do you want to give it a watch? And I watched the trailer and I was like, is that fucking Anthony Mackie? Ooh. Is that fucking Zoe Chow? So immediately mm. go back and just sort of like, buddy, thank you for this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah 100%. We'll, uh, we'll give it a watch. And we did. We did. So we've watched If You Were The Last, mm-hmm. starring Anthony Mackie and Zoe Chow. And it was fucking incredible. Genius, it was an incredible film. Yeah. I, like you, was reluctant. We've been sent a couple of things where like the CGI has just been Adobe Premiere presets of like Explosion Number one. 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a certain charm to that if you lean into it, which we're going to get into 100%. because in this film, somebody leans into stuff in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> this one was an absolute delight. It was an absolute delight to watch. Came out in 2023. Um, it did. And honestly, it's the best Christmas present we could have asked for. A director reaching Legitimately. out to us and agreeing to do an interview. He he has. he has. He has agreed to do an interview with us. Stick around until the end of the episode where you can catch that in full. We didn't ask him the budget because we are fucking gentlemen. That's what we we're are. We're classy bitches. Yeah. All right. We're classy bitches. We don't, we're not we don't gold diggers. We don't chase the cash. It doesn't matter. We really need to sort the latency so we can sing together, man. Absolutely not. I think the the three second delay, like harmonizing. <laughs> okay, yeah. I yeah. say harmonizing. <laughs> uh, it's what I live for at this point. Uh-huh. So, Christy Ricardo reached out to us. We've watched If You Were the Last. This whole episode mm-hmm. is devoted to that. But bear in mind, it's a at this point in time, it is a hidden gem of a movie. Hidden gem. It's streaming. Or it's on Peacock. Peacock. Yeah. Go fill your boots mm. with it. We're gonna try our hardest not to spoil it. We are. But it's it's difficult because we get so excited about stuff. Mm-hmm. On on an agreement that we'll make with each other and yes. with you, uh, we're not going to react to it if we do yeah, spoil yeah. it, because then that way you, won't you don't know it's a spoiler. <laughs> You're yeah, welcome. I'll keep throwing in red herrings as well. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, that yeah. bit where they're on fire? Oh, fucking incredible. incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was spoiler? Yeah. Was it? Was it? Was it? In the interest of you knowing what the hell we're talking about later on in the episode, and I'm getting a sense of the film we're recommending to you, though we are about to talk about a little bit of what happens, the premise, some of the later developments, stuff like that. So we've got a firm recommendation. If you, if that if that's enough for you, pause it here, go watch the movie and come back. And if you'd like to yeah. know more, stick around because we're about to spoil the shit out of this boy. No, <laughs> we promise. They won't know. We promise. They won't know. They won't know. They won't know about the dinosaur. Unless you've paused it and gone and watched it. Yeah. You won't know. You won't know about the dinosaur. Um, nah. Adam and Jane have been stranded on a rocket orbiting Jupiter with no hope of rescue for three years. Navigation and comms are down. Resources are dwindling, but they have one lifeline to keep them sane. Each other. Oh, Ben, reminding you of me of us. I know, I did write this with, thinking of us. Yeah, with daily activities <laughs> including but not limited to dance parties, yeah, workout competitions, I mean, I, that's I us. Win. yoga, I do. trying to crossbreed blueberries with marijuana, that's you. Tattooing each me. other, that's you. Uh, chicken races, that's all on me. Uh, so on and it so is. forth. 
Their papercraft world they've built together full of home comforts, bright colours and happiness. Because although it's set on a spaceship, it's a paper mache spaceship that looks very much like a domestic house. The daily upkeep of the ship is maintained and time is dedicated to try and fix the comms and navigation systems, if only to keep them busy. After accepting their fate that no one is coming to save them, like Matt Damon in The Martian, mm-hmm. talk of why don't we huck up comes up for debate. Jane and Adam, after much discussion over their feelings for each other and debating the pros and cons of hooking up, um, their spouses back on Earth being the main con, uh, they decide to do everything but have sex under the agreement that it can be called off at any point. A few hours later, whilst going through the motions of trying to fix the ship, Jane, almost by accident, fixes navigation, allowing them to travel home. And they will arrive back in three weeks. No need to continue the whole, should we, shouldn't we hook up anymore, right? I mean, Uh, it does make it a little bit, a little bit... uh, Yeah, it's delicate ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah, delicate ground. Back We've got on- three weeks, <laughs> and so we're back. But after weeks of dissecting the relationship and coming to the realization that they are indeed more than friends, they immediately get to hook it up. Yeah, they do. Arriving back on Earth where the colors aren't as bright and the daily routine is nothing but a drag, their world's got a lot bigger and a lot lonelier, even after being reunited with their spouses. Life's a lot different here. No dance parties, no chicken friends, no weird, creepy, murdered skeleton friends. Right, so so they've they've got a, there's a third crewmate, Benson, and Benson is just no. a, a skeleton in the suit who they've sort of yeah. just kept around as somebody to talk to. Uh, yeah, they're sort of part therapist, part Her- confessor. You know, it's yeah. it's a nice. It's little... just a nice. It's a nice confidant to have on the yeah. ship when you when you only have one other person to talk they to. They fulfill you know I mean? the role very much that a lot of priests fulfill. I- they're just a, a, an ear to listen to. That's also uh, quite scary at night. Also, I've heard, and don't fact check me on this, but <laughs> priests also have skeletons. No, that's a myth. That's a, I, am, that's I a, thought as much. That's a, that's a, I thought as much. That's a myth, mate. Sorry. God's the puppeteer, right? Yeah, they are boneless. Got They're you. Like crabs. Got you. Crab priest. That's terrifying. That's a, that's a horror I don't, movie. I don't want... <laughs> Yeah, I don't want crabs knowing my secrets. That's fucking terrifying. The thing is, Ben, crabs um, already know your secrets. That's why they're terrifying. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not okay with that. I think. I think this. Even, I think this breakdown has fully broken down, and we should just admit that we're not going to tell them anymore. The one thing I'll say is that even though on paper the situation is now a thousand times better, they're back on Earth. Yeah, they're reunited with their spouses, and it is a thousand times better than being lost in space. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's also a thousand times better than no. Lost in Space, starring Gary yeah. Oldman. Well, starring's a bit of a stretch. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> he's in it. <laughs> he's there. He's there. But let, we're not going to spoil the ending. No, because we don't. Uh, I mean this from the bottom of my fucking heart. I'm not a rom com guy. No, I'm not. I'm not big into the rom com. They don't need to know stuff, about the right? ghost stuff. Like that's all. They don't need to know about the ghosts or the aliens, no. and they don't need to know about that hilarious situation with the. The chicken, but it's it's now on the outside. But does space turn chickens inside out? Yes, it turns we'll everything inside out. That's that's a uh, well-known fact. Like priests are crabs and don't have bones. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. But when I miss all the ending, let's just get into what the film is mm. and what it means. Uh, what we what we took from it. Because for me, I'm not into rom coms. No. We got approached to cover this film, watched it through, fucking I was buzzing my tits mm-hmm. off. It's one of those 
indie movies that is so full of charm and heart and soul yeah. that you literally just, you can't help but be won over within the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty fair. I think I think the production design is is insane. The the chemistry between the leads is good, and yeah. I am a rom com guy. I'll for a good rom com set me up. They can as long as it's a good comedy that happens to be about okay. romance, or a good romance that happens to be funny. I don't like them when they're sort of cliche rom coms, which is just I think a lot of the time used as a as a like a buzzword for just lazy comedy. That's that's kind of neither. It's not really yeah, funny. Yeah. It's not really that romantic. The Switch is a good example. It's not no, funny. The Switch it's... is a fucking horror movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Or... Go listen to our Halloween episode. It's a fucking horror yeah. movie. Or like Wimbledon with Paul Bettany. It's like, is this... Is this really... Never said right? it. It's... I've saved you two hours. Posh sports and a rom-com. Yeah, Why yeah, would exactly, I watch that film? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but this is genuinely... It's a good romance film that's very funny. Or it's a good comedy that's about a romance. It's it's kind of the good side of, of rom-com. Um, yeah. Although it has... You say it's, it's not a horror, but there are some horrific kind of... The, they're wonderfully underplayed. Uh, mate, the situation that they're in, the severity of the situation <laughs> that they're in, right? They are they're stranded in space. Mm-hmm. They are alone. There is no communication with Earth. Mm-hmm. There's no navigation. They're fucking running out of Pop-Tarts. The pot and the blueberry plant won't cross-pollinate. The dead crewmate is now just a fucking skeleton <laughs> that they hang out with. <laughs> like, these guys are... That's... That's like my worst nightmare. Really? Being trapped in a confined space with no hope of being mm. saved. It's just you two. Yeah. And that's it. Like I would, I, I'd offer myself in a week. It's futuristic being buried alive, isn't it? Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> it's being buried alive. That's exactly what it buried is. Buried alive in you've space. Got, you've got that whole, yeah, you've got the whole like, <laughs> you've got the whole like the stereotypical mm. sci-fi horror element of being buried alive in space. Yeah. Which is present, but, but it's just totally underplayed. It's so underplayed, yeah. but it's done masterfully well. Because you don't you don't click for a minute or two uh, whilst watching the film, and then it, it dawns on you all mm. in one go, and you're like, how are they okay? <laughs> how are they just sitting, <laughs> eating popcorn and playing chess? Well, like, how are they fine with this? We joined them three years in, right? So I, I think it's, yes. it's quite cleverly, it's gone like everyone, everyone's seen the movie about that first two weeks. Everyone's seen yeah. the movie about those those first six months, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benson, the crewmate, um, <laughs> who's dead. We don't see that, but it's kind of inferred that they lost their fucking minds, right? So We get a glimpse of it glimpse. later on. And, and I feel like there's a whole other movie in that, but we've kind of seen that movie. We have. Last week, you asked me how I was doing, and I was like, well, the fire's out now. Everything I have is, is destroyed, it? but... I'm kind of in the post-crisis zen. I get to sift through the ashes right. now, start rebuilding. They're a little bit later on than that. They've rebuilt, you know, they've they've had their crisis. They've gone, oh my God, everything is ruined. Every, we'll never see anyone again. And they've kind of come out the other side of crisis mode and are just like, okay, we're going to die up here, but we're not yeah. dead yet. So how are we yeah, going to yeah. spend the time we have? And it's a it's a great concept for a film yeah. because it's it's exactly the sort of shit that I'm left wondering <laughs> at the end of movies that yeah. are just set in space and end harrowingly because I'm like yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. what did they do for breakfast you know what I mean? <laughs> like what, what how did that conversation go like yeah. in the morning did they sit down and go morning yeah. we're already dead cheerios yeah. 
You know what How I mean? How many imaginary screenplays did the alien queen write after being blasted out of the airlock? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There are there must be at least four sequels mm. to her own imaginary franchise yeah. that I'm never gonna read. And but I'd like to. And Ridley Scott wouldn't make them either way. <laughs> He'd green light no. it and then cancel it six months later like he did with Blomkamps. <laughs> Bastard. But uh <laughs> But these guys have built their own little world. Mm which helps them stay sane, you know, comfortable, happy. It gives them all the home comforts. It's, it's, it's set out like space is set out as like a paper mache yeah. type model. And you get are like to balloons covered in paper mache. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's all very bright and colorful. The lighting is very spotlighty with like yeah. purple ambiance and stuff around. Oh, it's, it's just, it's a, beautifully it, soft. Beautiful. It, like beautiful. Yeah. But it's a very warm, mm. like inviting place yeah. to be. Even in the depths of space, orbit in <laughs> Jupiter alone, with no hope of communication or rescue. You know what I mean? I, like it's still very warm and lovely. I think there's there's a point later in the film which I, I think you'll get to, but but it's essentially at first it's kind of played off as charm, and then what it actually becomes is it's their subjective way of viewing things. Exactly. But, We're viewing their world through their right. eyes. And what I love about yeah. it is it it adds so much of the sort of feeling of being in love or feeling of friendship or feeling of comfort yeah. that you get with somebody. And yeah, when yeah, yeah. your set design is helping you tell your story, you know it's good set design, right? Oh, it's a thousand percent, buddy. adding to the script, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, weird fact, the weird set fact. designer on this, not the set designer, sorry, in the it? production designer, Christopher Stull, okay. also worked on another film. Can you guess which? Uh, paper hearts. I mean, no, machete. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, their situation I is dire. The fact that machete is stranded in space. Right. Their Although situation the is... third movie, machete in space. Yeah. Machete kills again in space. Where the fuck is that? Get Christopher Stoll on that. Make that'd be sick. Well, I mean, we, we we've got one degree of separation with that guy now. We should get get him ring up. Get Chris Chris Mercado to ring him up and be Ugh. like, oi. Gazer. I don't know why I've made him Cockney. <laughs> yeah. He's Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican via New York, but like, oi, Gazer, yeah. machete in space, make it now, you fucking toilet. Would be good. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, but so the, the dude who did machete yeah. did the production design yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on this. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, what a versatile. What a what fucking, a... yeah, what a diverse <laughs> yeah. CV that guy has. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a creative twister. Like, uh, Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Where? What? <laughs> what do you want? Do you want uh machete wielding murderer mm. or do you want quote like calm, cozy, lost in space isn't dance there, party? Uh, what are we thinking? You'll be able to tell me there's a Jason film set in space, isn't there? Jason X. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Don't say Jason film. It's Friday the thirteenth. Come on. Oh, I beg your pardon. There's Sorry. a Jason film. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to step on your pop like, culture. I, your pop I love culture you so very much. Important I do. It's it, genuinely it's almost the most upsetting thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> like, we've had arguments before, uh -huh. right? We've fallen out before. Yeah, well, never. Like, That's yeah, never. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not like fallen out, fallen yeah, out, but we like, had a disagreement. Yeah. That's the most upsetting thing you've ever said to me. Isn't there a Jason film where he's in space? Honestly, a part of me just died. 
Pop culture is as important to you, almost as important to you as it is to these people. And they're yes. literally trapped in a box in space with... I feel like stuff- I'm the same, except for I'm on Earth. I'm just fucking trapped here. <laughs> By your social anxiety, <laughs> you can't go out the door. It's the yeah. vacuum of humanity. Exactly. The vacuum of people. <laughs> we were all just fucking wandering out there. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I can't trust that shit. I'd rather be fucking orbiting Jupiter with no comms. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I think they would too. And I think... So they're... Um, spoiler, uh, when the dinosaur breaks out of containment and they have to land the spaceship. We need to stop this dumb spoiler joke because it. it's going gonna, it's gonna to throw so many like, we're going to do too many red yeah, herrings yeah. and people are going to go, I'm not going to watch a fucking dinosaur movie in space. Okay, fine. It's not in space. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> when they come to land on Earth <laughs> and it's re-entering the um, yes. and stuff starts shaking and uh, you know it's they're, they're, oh, are we going to make it and yeah. start, bits start breaking off the ship and underneath the yeah. paper mache is a real spaceship and underneath behind them all their little cardboard cutout dials and withings is real electronics and it's the, yeah the walls shattering the yeah. 70s aesthetic wallpaper starts to crack the wall crumbles and you see all the machinery mm-hmm. with the flashing buttons and the actual like actual interior of the spaceship starts to come through yeah, and I, I think it's uh, the home they've built for themselves sort of begins to crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Yeah, the true interior of the ship begins to show, which is just sort of like their last sort of, their, their way of saying the home we've built, all the coping mechanisms we've had are crumbling Yeah, because now you are not my entire is world. That, is that how you saw it? Yes. Oh. And it was heartbreaking. <laughs> I was... It was heartbreaking <laughs> self-deceit is like a is often sort of labeled as a bad thing it is you know you've, you've pulled the wool over your own eyes i don't think it's an yeah. accident that these people are literally up in the clouds their heads are literally in the clouds right they know that they're the last person that they're ever gonna see in the world and so yeah. that self-deceit of making it a pleasant cartoony paper mache childlike simplistic environment is a kind of positive sense of self-deceit it's a sort of rarely depicted and rarely understood kind of like sometimes a coping mechanism is a good thing right yeah definitely i think they 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 were lucky in this situation and the way that this is written again it's just it's masterful character development from the way that they have like you said deceived themselves Mm -hmm into building this little homely place that's very calm and, mm-hmm. and cosy and loving and warm and everything seems fine. We can paint on the walls, we can have some fun, we can tattoo each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can have races on the, you know, on the, the bikes and shit. Um you've got this whole thing where they've lied to themselves to build mm-hmm. this home. And then also on the contrast to that, they've also remained very open, honest, and vulnerable with each other yeah. as a sort of support system. Totally. And the balance that they've struck in in deceiving themselves to to make their own psyche or their own situation feel better, but still being very grounded, open, and honest on the other hand yeah. to be available to the other person to help them when they need it. It's masterfully read, incredibly done. But I, but I, but I. I don't disagree, by the way. It it it's absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. But I, I found the breaking apart of the ship a little bit like them not needing the coping mechanism anymore. And it was like the sort of doubt of they'd wanted they'd wanted 
to return home. It was everything they wanted. They also had this wonderful thing. And the breaking yeah. apart of the ship was a little bit of like a crack in suddenly they were aware of, they were beginning to realize how much danger they had been in. Now that they could relax, now that they could go, oh, okay, I don't necessarily need this coping mechanism anymore. You suddenly got right, that okay. of like, they, they can begin to process what they went through and perhaps see that it's not the lovely thing, which totally happens when they do get back and, and Jane is completely completely sort of turned around on on the loveliness of the of the world right i mean they they kind of both are man when they when they re-enter earth's atmosphere and the the ship sort of breaks apart and it reveals itself to be just an actual ship yeah they they are immediately it immediately cuts to them being at a uh, convention press conference conference is the word you're looking for conference fucking convention yeah conference they were astronaut con. um, yeah 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 they're at astrocon 2022 uh, no, no they're at this they're mm. at the conference and everything's gray yeah. and monotone and loud and there's lots of people are flashing cameras and all of a sudden they've gone from this nice warm little cozy world that they mm. built themselves to reality. fuck this is reality this is what we've got yeah. to deal with now um and then enter mm-hmm. the spouses after they've just been fucking discovering their feelings for each other out <laughs> orbiting <laughs> jupiter yeah, 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 yeah. now they're back and have to yeah. deal with that mess as well as readjusting to mm-hmm. like civilian life this is one of those films that every time you the first watching it the first time i was like oh wow that was really impressive what what strikes me watching Same. the second time is just the amount of love poured onto every detail, like every bit oh, of God, set design, Same. every tattoo, everything about it is just loved. Yes, um, and I think it's a great, like it's not a Christmas film, but I think it's a it's great not. film to watch at Christmas. One hundred percent is a, a fucking incredible yeah, yeah, film yeah, to yeah, watch yeah. over the Christmas break. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, there's Chris. Little, there's little You're things welcome, like Chris. there's a scene that with Lionel Richie, <laughs> which is which is a huge yes. thing because it's like talking about juxtaposition. Dude, that made like, me cry so fucking much. Like hard hitting emotions, and the barely counts as music that is Lionel Richie, just. Coming together, we'll refute that all day long. I fucking love Lionel Richie. No, you don't, Ben. I fucking no, you don't love Lionel Richie. I could listen to Lionel Richie all night long. That is the worst thing you've ever said to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst thing you've ever said to me. I'm not even sorry. Lionel (laughs) Richie, sorry, Lionel Mm. Richie. In, he's also in Studio 666, and he's His fucking music hilarious. His is, is Ready Breck made with water. Mm, delicious. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Oh, of course, you're a vegan. It makes sense. I'm allergic <laughs> to taste, buddy. I'm allergic to taste. That's why I love that Jason film <coughs> in space. Jason in sp- Spacen. They should have just called it Spacen. I'd have watched it then. <laughs> you're such a cunt I love you but you are a happy cunt happy Christmas to you too <laughs> happy Christmas buddy before we get the director in I spin a, we've had to sort of you know do this quickly because we want to get get to the meat which is the man himself the maker of the film 
the uh, man himself the loveliest man yes. i think we've one of the loveliest men we've interviewed um but if if i was going to say yeah. you're going to squeeze this delicious thc filled blueberry what juice what juice what's mm. the what, the first drop of juice that you would give the listeners and viewers to to recommend what this film is about okay you mentioned in blueberries brought, brought uh, up the homemade pop tarts that is another moment where <laughs> i was in bits like i was fucking this film gets me twice and it is those two <laughs> moments that you've just brought up so that's good thank you uh the my overarching takeaway from this entire film is that it doesn't matter right. where you are what your circumstances are mm. or the situation that you find yourself in as long as you mm. have your person or a person that you can confide in and sort of mm. build with uh, you you're in the right yeah. place you found your place and it doesn't it doesn't matter whether that's on earth whether that's orbiting jupiter i would about totally to die. agree i would totally agree <laughs> And I think yeah. I'd go one further and say, if you haven't found your person, you may as well be outside Jupiter yeah. in space, cold, Christmas, and you're alone. What are you doing with your life? Mm. You're going to just put one present under the tree? Of course not, because we're here and we love you. We, All right? Yeah, we do. Thank Give us you presents. for joining us this Christmas. <laughs> uh, we love each and every one of you very dearly. We really fucking do. Almost as dearly as Adam loves Jane and Jane loves Adam. Yeah, what we're going to do now, guys, is we're going to get Chris in. We're going to chat to him for a little bit about the movie. We are going to play a game with Chris. It was quite fun. It was quite fun. Um, but before we do that, just one last thing. What are you rating it? This is a fat 10 for me, bud. And this is this, what's even odder oh. about this? This is, sorry, this is a surprising fat yeah. 10 because some okay. uninformed people out there with tiny, tiny brains have previously referred to me as being cynical. And <laughs> that's exactly right, though. It's the, literally, yeah, yeah. when I said, oh, you need to watch this film, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so this, to me, is a surprising 10, because it, it is, it's just immune to cynicism. If you don't like this film, you're dead inside. It's, there's too much love in it. This is Ready Break made with cream. Ooh. No, it isn't. That's fucking <laughs> rancid for a start. You've never had it. Like, I... That's rank though, cream in a ready break. Ugh. Don't knock it to you. That's like cream of corn shit. Oh, That's no. rank. Stop being weird. <laughs> you, you sing that wrong every time, and it boils my piss. Oh, like it happy literally. Christmas to you too. Bird. It makes my kidneys <laughs> ache with how oh. fucking close you are to getting it. Oh, but it's just, it's babe. just off. Happy Christmas, buddy. This film has too much love in it. And it's impossible for you to not catch feelings for it. I'm guessing a fat 10 from you then? Obviously fat 10. It broke me. It broke me in places. It made me in other places. Uh, I watched this mm. with my partner. We both fucking thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was very cutesy. Nice. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those films. It's incredible. I watched it on my own the second time and the third Can't time. Forever alone. And then again today <laughs> on the fourth time. <laughs> It's just it's one of those. I, every time you watch yeah. it, there's something new. Every time you watch it, there's new details. Every time you watch it, you're like, that feeds into this. Oh, this feeds into yeah. that. I get it. And it's just not stopped since I started watching it. So everyone from the bottom of my hearts, we love you more than Santa loves giving anonymous children presents Don't by creeping into their houses Don't like a criminal. It, it is weird. It is weird. Look at the actual fucking story. It's terrifying. And he's a saint? He's a fucking criminal. 
I might have just made the naughty list. He is a saint, Rob. He's not a criminal. What is wrong with you? Presence. That's all I'm thinking here. Let's chat to Chris. Thanks for reaching out and sort of suggesting your movie yeah. as well. Because honestly, buddy, we get yeah. we get approached by a lot of people we to do. watch a lot of films. Yeah, I bet. And it's it's got to a point now where it's almost like yeah, I wouldn't say dread, but you know when <laughs> yeah. you say like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see like, hey, do you want to watch I'm my sure. movie? I'm like, sure it's oh, dreadful. Yeah, man, I'll give it a go. And then obviously, I saw it was yourself. I did a quick IMDb, and I was like, fucking okay. Mm-hmm. And then watched the film and was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a great yeah, reaction. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm super happy when uh, people get to see it. You know, because it is kind of like, um, I almost want to think it's like a hidden gem, I guess, you know, at this point, you know. For now. For now. I don't think it will stay that way. I really don't. It's It's got so much charm. And I okay. don't think it's a film that requires, certain films you need to see the year they came out in order for them to make sense. Yeah. This one, no, you can watch it any any time of the year, any year from now, and it will still ring true as a, just a oh, charming, wow. beautiful movie. Mm. Yeah, um, thanks, man. Ben's totally right. We 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 get a lot of we get a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, mm-hmm. get like half an hour in, and like, it's just they've tried to do CGI when they've got enough, they barely got enough budget to like buy a Big Mac. <laughs> 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 the amount of CGI heavy. So we were definitely in like that edge where it was like, oh man, like, do we, can we do this? <laughs> but the difference is, right, is you've steered into it and you've got creative mm. with it oh. rather than going, nah, fuck it. We can just use Premiere Pro default explosion number three. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it's totally, like, come on. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I think it helped too that it was like kind of like a specific aesthetic, like that kind of mm. stuff. And handcrafted oh, oh my dog is wilding out well um i'm gonna I'm, we'll probably include this in the edit because we're, we're chatting about the film already uh I know oh yeah one, yeah, the, yeah one of the things i wanted to to ask about was the visual style so how much uh, of yeah. that was christopher stoll and how much of that was you because the visual style of the of the spaceship is pure yeah. perfection yeah it was a mix of like chris Stahl, me and um um the stop motion team at acho studios you know mm, like okay. they were like really kind of um helping a lot with the design but it was kind of crystal's idea to kind of um uh, make it like a the shape of like a real spaceship you know and mm. then like yeah yeah um the guys at acho kind of um basically built it out um two specifications like actually what was crazy about the set was that it was about the real well, this is a weird weird fact but we love them. It's actually, the size of a real spaceship, which is crazy. Oh, like, nice. kind of built out the floor plane to be to match like the size about of oh, a real spaceship. No yeah. way. Yeah, it, it was super interesting. Like, so you would walk into set, and all the mm. rooms were connected, and like, yeah, um, and it was kind of like the shape of a spaceship, pretty much. Uh, what I loved specifically about about the the set is that it's got a real domestic feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. It feels warm and safe and playful and and childlike in that way until you have the complexity of the real world. Totally, totally. Um, but the the visual design totally, totally sold that. It's it's pure perfection. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it, that. It hit me in a way where it was like they're trapped in space, which is a horrifying situation to be caught in. Right? There's no communication, oh. no way home. You're completely stranded out there. And these guys are so comfortable and at ease with each other. They managed to do like 
pop tart cowboy hats and <laughs> movie nights and let's move the furniture out of the way and have like a choreographed dance mm -hmm. night. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it was like being in one of the worst fucking situations I can ever imagine. Mm. Yeah. But then building your own little world where it is very homely. You've picked the wall decor yourselves. It's not all the bleeping buttons and buzzers. Yeah. It's it's a nice wallpaper. It's a great couch. Mm. And everything is set out like a like you just said, Rob, like a real nice little homely home. It's lovely. Yeah. yeah I was definitely like trying to get the warmth there, you know? Like I, I love the that feeling of like um like you guys said it best even like just like it's like kind of like when you're with somebody that you like really feel that like spark with it feels mm. like it's your own world and then like yeah it's kind of like it, it kind of tints everything in a rosier color you know like the world is a little bit brighter almost and, yeah uh, so it is kind of like but it's also kind of like about survival right like i feel like mm. uh we kind of survive by like you know going to the things we love sometimes mm. you know like yeah. I think there's a lot of pop culture in the movie, you know, like they constantly oh, God, yeah. talk about movies. They constantly mm -hmm. talk about the f music, the things they love, you know, yeah, yeah, and that's them, you know, and I think that it's a way for them to like kind of make it through as well. Totally. You know? I mean, if you want an example of pop culture as a trauma response, look at the wall behind my co-host. You know, it's just <laughs> you find the things you love and you cling. Right? I, I'm all that similar over. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but it, it's an interesting thing. I, 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 we're looking at Nuevo Rico, your short, which is fantastic, yeah. by the way, and the world seems to agree because it's we couldn't we don't have time to list all the awards that that has won. Um, but yeah. there's a real there's a real juxtaposition of like you have ancient gods in a future dystopia. Totally, you yeah. have uh, a spacecraft high tech being represented by paper mache. Yeah, and then that that terrifying situation in this film of being trapped in space. Yeah, you depict by making it incredibly warm and comfortable. Nope. Until the record player breaks, and then yeah. you're suddenly struck mm. with the desperate loneliness of the situation yeah. it's masterfully done but what is it about those contrasts you seem to sort of have a a weird kink for marrying complete opposites yeah. and then making <laughs> us look at them <laughs> i do love opposite i i think there's just something really clever about putting like like things that are not expected together mm. making mm. it work you know like like you pointed out i love nuevo rico like that mm. and you, that's really astute to point that out like it is like old gods with like in a future world and there's mm. just something about old and new and it mm. just makes you think about like how those things are actually more connected than we know you know and i guess in this film there is something about a desperate situation connected to like almost a, the best situation like finding someone you love you know yeah um and also just even the con I, I was really conscious about trying to make space seem something different because i think like in film we just know space so well. Like we've yeah, all yeah. seen and digested so many space movies that yeah. it's really rare for one to stand out at this point, you know? Like yeah, it's not yeah. like, like when Ridley Scott dropped aliens and like everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah. was like, holy shit, I've never seen space that way, you know? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. in a way, we've all kind of been like kind of taking from those old movies and kind of just repurposing it or totally. 
yeah reimagining it so and it has been at least 22 years since uh 2001 a space odyssey so yeah. i get yeah. timelines you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure and it's like kind of like yeah like what could you do like just mix it up you know mm. like try something different and you know i, I don't know if mo- movies are in a weird place like i feel like um people are having a harder time like kind of making those bold choices in films you know yeah yeah i I think there's a there's a horrible middle class removal like the middle class movies have gone you're either in indie or you're marvel Mm. right yeah and it's the same thing that happened with music (laughs) like a lot of the reason i i ended up getting out of music because it seemed to me like i was working with people who were like beyonce level or they yeah. couldn't pay me. <laughs> that yeah, was it. Yeah. <laughs> and like making a movie in that environment must be a nightmare. So how did this come together for you from from Nueva Rico? Because this mm-hmm. this hits above. Like this isn't first film territory that you're in. You've got huh. the next Captain yeah, America. <laughs> You've got like <laughs> literally. How did you land this as your first like full feature gig? Because it's mental. I know it's like it, it was a long process because I kind of spent like a year like uh getting script submissions you know and i was like um there was like kind of a bunch of movie script i re- i learned a lot during that year because like i found out like not every script is like there's so much bad material to be honest like the issues yeah we know yeah, yeah we get the emails man like <laughs> <laughs> and i was like yo this is crazy like this is like this is a vetted script and <laughs> the first, yeah, no, I'm being, like super serious. That was like so wild to me just to learn that. And yeah. um, I mean, like, you know, obviously, like uh, a lot of like the South by Southwest accolades kind of mm. helped guide my career into like, you know, people kind of paying attention to being like, oh, this guy could probably do a feature film. So I linked up with the producers of this film after reading the script and they were looking for a director for it. Um, cause the director they had previously had dropped out, you know, right. uh, so for, I don't even remember what reason, but he had to go make Napoleon. It's fine. <laughs> 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 so I kind of spent a long time kind of putting it together, like a year of kind of building the pieces and kind mm. of, okay. you know, like working on visual language and ideas and kind of pitching it to people, trying to find financing, trying to find the right collaborators, doing casting. And um, when me and Mackie first connected, it was really kind of just, um, he was in the build, middle of building like a shed, which was so crazy. So he like, <laughs> he like FaceTimed me and like, he's just like, he's like, he looks like the man on a mountain. Like he had a, a beard and like, you know, <laughs> and he was like in the process of like going to Home Depot to buy wood and supplies. And I was like, yo, this dude is like, just so, like, he's super crafty. Like it was like, <laughs> and we kind of connected um, deeply on like New Orleans and kind of like the Caribbean. And he was just like, he was such a fan of like that vibe. But we were just, it felt like in a weird way, we were both kind of like these like almost stepchilds of Hollywood sort of like yeah. we were okay. that don't really get into the system like that, but like yeah, yeah. To be there, you know? And so I think we found a lot of kinship in that. Cause he's kind of like a, he's a real dude, you know, like at the end of the day, like, he has yeah. kind of like a grounded like vibe, you know? Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think he was just excited to try something different, you know? Like, he really seemed like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, I've never tried a rom-com. Like, let me do something new, something unexpected. And his performance in it is incredible. Like, I, I really, yeah. I was really fortunate to have him, you know, kind of jump on. That's crazy, man. How did you, how did you go about getting Zoe on board? Zoe, I kind of, like, learned about her through the process of casting in this project. Like, I hadn't okay. known her before. Yeah, and um, I think like just something about her. The minute I met her, I was like, "Oh, she is so fucking adorable and charming <laughs> and sweet yeah, yeah. charm, man. She's mm. she's got this yeah. undeniable charm. I've seen her in interviews in the past, and honestly, it's like everyone can be answering like real serious questions, and then when it gets to Zoe, she just drops these like enormous, genuinely like sweet." but almost borderline offensive comedy bombs. <laughs> and it's just the fucking greatest thing to watch, man. But yeah, she's, she's incredible. so cool. She's yeah. like, she's like so cool. Like I was just like, and I, when I saw uh, Mackie and her kind of do a chemistry read, I was mm. like, oh, like this'll, this'll work, you know? Like yeah. they're just, yeah. they already feel like they're going to be buds, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that must be a really nerve wracking thing, right? So you've, you've got, all your ducks are in a row. You've got everything lined up. You're financing, your crew. Mm -hmm. You yeah. come to casting and you're like, if these two motherfuckers don't work together on screen, I don't <laughs> yeah. have a film. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> because like that so is important. the film. It's their chemistry is the film, you know, in yeah. so many ways. Was totally. that nerve wracking? Yeah. yeah, you know, like I was, but you know, I feel like I have a good sense of people. Like I felt like... Mm. My instincts for kind of knowing when people are going to be really like friendly with each other. Cause like, you know, like I feel like some, and you know, everyone's a little different, but like I could kind of just tell when they met, like, oh, like they're like really warm with each other and they mm. just met, you know, like I kind of like, and then I, I like seeing them converse, I was like, oh, if I could just get that on screen, like, you know, I could see that growing over time, you know, like if they kind of spent more time, which, you know, doing a feature they're gonna spend all the time yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? yeah yeah and it was cool because as we were shooting it they started like getting closer as friends you know and then like you would see them do like little handshakes and all sorts of like cool stuff together where i was like oh they're like getting so close like and so it made kind of like the process and they're both theater trained actors also mm. that's like the thing right like yeah this movie, in a weird way, kind of plays like a play, you know, because of the setting. Totally, and like, just the uh, size of the environment, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's something about, like, having two theatrically trained actors kind of bounce off of each other that, yeah. like, they just have sharp instincts that work for this movie really well. And mm. I think there's that sense as well, you know, I've spoken to a lot of filmmakers and, the, and they say, you know, you get movie actors who are very much used to, like, give me the lines right now and we'll yeah. do this scene. Yeah. And that's that's I've just got this one scene in in the barrel, right? Mm. That's yeah. what I got in the chamber. And then you get theater actors who are like, "I've got the whole fucking script in my head. Where do you want to go yeah. today?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a crazy skill to have. Like if it's you just know yeah. all of it, but <laughs> yeah, that level yeah, yeah. of prep is great because then you kind of feel like the person becomes the character more somehow mm. or like they're just kind of absorbed in it, you know, and like... Well, I guess they know I, the roadmap a lot more, don't they? So they know where they're going to end up and where they're starting. So sort of yeah. to get their character from A to B, then they know that they can sort of, they have a little bit more room to play mm. with rather than yeah. just this is the scene, this is what we need. 
Yeah, and they bring more to the character that way too. Like yeah. sometimes I felt like they would know more about where their character was at, you know, mm. than I did. You know, like I, I always tracked because you know I shot out of sequence, so it's not chronological or anything. Mm. So like you yeah. kind of have to know where the character's headspace is at every yeah. time you do, which was like something I would just make notes of for myself, even just to know, like, oh yeah, like this is where he's at. Like, they're not quite here, but they're here, mm. you know? And yeah, I think everyone appreciated that kind of um, thought process, which is like, honestly, like on set, that's like probably one of the easiest things to forget. Like what? Yeah. You know, where are like, we in the film? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, really, yeah, yeah. it's like, but it's so important actually. Yeah. Like, cause like it gives you context for everything. So like, it, it's like, sometimes I feel like people get like, because you know, there's a lot of pressure in a set set. Mm. Like, you're kind of just feeling like, oh, I have to answer all these things, do all these things. And, like, you might lose track of, like, just where the story is supposed to be heading or where sure. in chronology yeah. you're at of the story. So I felt really good always having that in my head, you know? Yeah. Incredible, man. Speaking yeah. of pressures, was, I mean, uh, this is just my perspective, but it seems to me like this being a first feature would have added pressures and anxieties that... Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, how did you avoid getting out, out in your head about, you know, it's your first feature, you got Anthony Mackie, you got Zoe yeah. Chow, like it's got financing. Yeah. I would have folded like a little paper boy. I would have <laughs> just like... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting because I think like I was, it was a long journey to it. Like, I think like in a weird way, I was preparing my whole life to make a movie, you know, mm -hmm. like, because nice. I was always trying to like make stuff and I was always doing weird experiments and then I kind of became a commercial director, music video director, and then mm. um shorts, you know, and shorts kind of did prepare me, I think, because I was treating my shorts like like, you know, like really meticulously a lot of times, you know, and mm. I would have pretty big teams on them sometimes, you know. I had you know, depends, you know, sometimes it was small, sometimes it was bigger. Like I was always pushing to t try to get to like feature length. Mm. Something that it helped me a lot was doing comedy specials because I was, was directing comedy specials and mm. those are like one hour affairs. So like, yeah, yeah. even though they're not like a feature, but they feel feature length, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, it got me used to like the idea of like working within an hour, like, you know, a yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a so, longer runtime to have to get comfortable with, right? And yeah. then the feature is like, yeah, it's another half an hour. So what? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you get used to length of, mm. yeah, it's weird. Like it's almost like a muscle. Like, all right, I was doing like 30 seconds. Now I'm doing five minutes. Now I'm doing 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. now I'm doing, like something that's 30 minutes. And then like suddenly like an hour. And, and even though like you don't, you're not doing as many shoot days, the crew size is about the same, you know? And so like, yeah, I felt comfortable kind of mm. walking through a film set already, and like that was helpful. I mean, there was definitely challenges. Like you know, it's every day you're learning something new, mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. But like, I think that's kind of a constant for movie making because like, um, even if you have thematics that you're kind of bringing from movie to movie over, every movie is kind of different. So new challenge will present itself no matter what. Almost, you know, like. You're gonna just have to learn something new, regardless. Mm. You know? My favorite part of this entire film is the massive contrast of being in space in an awful mm. situation, and ah. everything being really bright and colorful, and yeah. 
almost quite fun and quirky. And then the second that they're back on Earth, everything is grey and yeah. drab and flat and monochrome and the conversations yeah. are stifling. And it's like, you've still got um, Anthony, uh, Anthony Mackie talking about stuff like, yeah, I was trying to crossbreed a marijuana plant and a fucking blueberry <laughs> to like these old dudes of like in like a, the, the White House. And everyone's like, <laughs> great. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. This is exactly what I wanted to talk to an astronaut about. <laughs> and it's just, it played off so well. And it's yeah. you sort of, you tricked me into being like, oh shit, I should have been really happy for the first mm. half of the movie. And now it's like the sad, depressing bit. Yeah. But then full circle at the end when they go on the mm. trip together and it all suddenly becomes bright and colorful and everything's yeah. like warm again. And I was like, I fucking love this. I'm so happy it ended on like an upbeat because yeah, it's yeah. like it goes from up here to be sad. And yeah. I was like, I was panicking that it was going to stay there. And I was like, oh fuck, maybe this isn't a rom-com. Maybe this is just sort of like a, <laughs> you're going to meet someone and it's going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's real as fuck. Oh, man, <laughs> Honestly, it got me. It got me so good, man. It got me so Dude, so. Dude, I was um, inspired by like um, the tradition in movies that I don't know, like about kind of going into two worlds sometimes. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, I think like Wizard of Oz has that famous like black and white to color yes, moment, does. right? Yeah. yeah. And, and then you know something I would reference a lot was The Matrix, especially when you first saw it, like. Nice. Where there was like no expectation of going to the real world or knowing mm. that that was like going to happen, you know? And so yeah, you don't realize the entire film is bright fucking green until he kicks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, hang about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, like, the having two kind of shoot styles mm. for like mm. this, you know, like this is one world, this is another world, you know? And so yeah. I really wanted to kind of do that pretty much, you know, like as a way to kind of show the emotion and the feeling and also kind of like you said like make it makes you miss the spaceship you know like mm, you're kind of really like does. you really want to kind of go back to that moment you know yeah it's the whole making the best of a bad situation which they were fucking incredible at and then you <laughs> yeah. only realize that they that they were so good at making the best out of that terrible situation when they're in the white house being celebrated and <laughs> yeah. you know they get a brief glimmer of it when they have to dance together again yeah, oh. and dude, the 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 contrast between all of those situations mm, yeah. is like mm, chef's kiss, like perfectly yeah, done, man. Honestly, no, I, I mean it's like yeah, it is like contrast, like because like you're in a bad situation in space, but it feels optimistic. But then yeah. you're, but you're in the better situation, which yeah. is like Earth, you know, it's also it certainly feels like not that great. <laughs> it's a testament to how good that first half of the movie is. Is that when they're coming into land, I was fully expecting the film to end. I was oh, like, wow. oh, it's going to be ambiguous and we're not going to know. And then there was more film and I was like, fuck. Oh, God. I don't want to see this. This is going to be really sad. And then it is really sad. And I was, and then with Ben, I was like, oh, man, I'm not emotionally ready for this. Dude, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I was the exact same, man. Like, I, don't, I, wasn't, I wasn't emotionally prepped for the, uh, for the actual yeah. Earth scenes, man. That, it hit too heavy. Like, I yeah. was like, fuck. Yeah. I think but, like it, I try to like make it feel like the um as real as uh in terms of like a relationship like feeling mm -hmm. you know like when you're like really like I feel like everyone's kind of gone through that at some point in their life where they're like oh man I really like really really like this person or I've fallen mm -hmm. in love with this person and for whatever reason it doesn't like quite fit or doesn't mm -hmm. click you know? yeah and it's kind of like this that feeling is really really present I think in the film you know where it's God, like yeah. 
like fuck like can i make this work you know can it work well i think i think nobody wants to nobody wants to start a relationship no matter how good it feels at the beginning when they know they know exactly the things that are going to end it at the start you're like i know these are the things that aren't compatible between us all the circumstances and so it's going to be great for like a year and then we're going to get tired of the reality and yeah it's good i I know what the end is going to be it's going to be these issues i was like really inspired by the before midnight trilogy too you know like kind of vibe where like it has a similar energy Mm -hmm. to that where you're like you know like there's kind of like this if will they will they not Mm -hmm. sort of dynamic you know yeah that's a big hole in my filmography the before it's one of those ones people are like you should watch the before midnight trilogy and i'm like I will. And then uh, about a year later, someone's like, you should watch the Before Midnight. Like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like one of those things where you got to be like in the right mood. Right. You know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you definitely don't want to just watch it and then like, oh fuck i'm in a bummer mood after you know i mean i fucking recommend films to rob what on a every other day like every, every other 40 day. minutes about every 40 <laughs> minutes i get a text have you seen have you seen killer fish nine no mm. ben. <laughs> still not watched them you know what i mean he never watches any of them it's uh it's a genuinely heartbreaking thing you you uh you mentioned music videos earlier yeah I've been an unknowing fan of yours for a little while. Oh, no way. Uh, the Cool Keith and MF Doom video for Superhero. Oh, yeah. I love that thing. Do, right before I was sober, was fucking obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, if there was ever a moment where I was like flying a little too high. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's the perfect song to calm you down, but the visuals on it. Are fucking incredible to just suit the mood that you're in already, man. <laughs> what was it like working with Cool Keith? I'm a little bit obsessed with him. Oh, he it was kind of a mystery vibe, you know? Like he's really? kind of like he went he I've met him in person like several times and he's just kind of like in his own world, honestly. Like he's just kind of like imagine that though. <laughs> I feel like MF Doom and Cool Keith both are like mystery vibes. I mean, RIP MF Doom, obviously. Yeah. And, Mm. I'm very fortunate that I got to work with him, you know, before his passing. But like, yeah, Cool Keep is like kind of he's just cool as shit, man. Like his name implies, he yeah. just has <laughs> this like history and this vibe with him, and like, um, but he's very low key, you know, very low key, you know. God, I'm um, so jealous. It's actually unreal. <laughs> <laughs> I was really blessed, man. That was, you are, that man. Was cool. That was a cool experience. Um, that was a crazy video. I have a weird story for that video because like, Please. Um, I was basically like doing commercials and music videos at the time. And I got okay. offered like a promo um, for Game of Thrones, like season. Oh, nice. oh yeah. wow. Maybe it was like season six. And I turned down directing the promo to okay. direct the low budget music video. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I was right like, choice. that's way cooler. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but like it's like it was it it was cool. I don't know, like it's almost like one of those fans where like I kind of just gravitate towards the fan I gravitate and yeah, just go fully into it. So like yeah, yeah. um, even though I was like I was like kind of like that was a wild experience because they didn't have any money. So I was like I asked a friend who like had a studio if I could just stay in his studio and work, and like he had a like a render farm so i would just render um stuff in his farm 
Amazing. And I was on the box myself, like doing a lot of the work. Nice. <laughs> it, was, it was wild. Like I spent three months, like just like fine noodling and making stuff for that. Yeah, and yeah. Jesus, it was, it was really wild. It was a weird time in my life. I would just like <laughs> move a ton of weed, go to this office, have it, like stay <laughs> there till two a.m. <laughs> like it was like, like oh. fuck. That's but it led man. to a lot of cool things, man. Like mm. it led uh, that that uh that video put me in touch with so many people i think that's the thing i've got awesome. to ask how did how was working with doom because I, I got a, i worked with mf doom and it was the longest i've ever waited for a client he was 13 hours late <laughs> luckily for me like cool keith was like more in charge of the, the situation okay, wicked. Yeah, yeah, more, yeah. yeah all i kind of understood from mf doom was like um that he liked to get paid in cash yes <laughs> yes he does yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah it was like you would have to give him his part of the money like on an envelope like mm -hmm. stuff with money and i was like that is sketchy yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i fucking love that so much though man i think all the brand deals that we do going forward it's all in cash in an yeah, envelope, yeah, like envelope full of cash yeah, what, yeah, I love, yeah, what i love yeah. about cash deal because it was the same thing i ha I couldn't leave the studio because we had this fucking manila brown envelope full of cash for mf doom so i was like i might yeah. I need to go and they're like you can't dude that's We've so got the real cash, right? <laughs> that's exactly yo yeah. that is wild yo vanilla envelope yeah. full of cash yeah, yeah like yeah. is that just on his rider like, it what? must be it must be and so and so in there that is like exactly how right. he got paid on the the video right. too like but it's that's fucking, from my understanding right. yeah it's fucking anxiety inducing because you're just like uh, what if i lose this cash like this is like right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like i'm gonna have to pay of doom i can't afford that <laughs> dude that's so wild no he's a legend man he's like um so talented um so crazy yeah he was always I, I, those i like those hip-hop artists who are like shrouded in mystery you know like totally. that was such a cool vibe you know like um does that happen as often anymore no. not really no it's the thing i used Social to media fucked everything up yeah i'm like a big big metal fan and i really like the band tool because for the first like oh, five yeah. or six years of being a fan i didn't know who the fuck they were because there was just yeah, no information yeah. and now yeah. it's like oh here's what i had for on toast this morning i'm like i don't fucking know that just like... yeah like the weekend when he first started had like those first three albums right the balloons and like you didn't know his face like it's it brilliant. was so more it was just way more mysterious yeah. you know mm. Now he's on the idol <laughs> <laughs> with a rat tail. <laughs> oh. oh man, God, man, it doesn't fill you with confidence, does it? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so one of the uh, one of the plot points in "If You Were the Last" is that they've got that little collection of movies yeah. uh, yes. that they've had to take with them, right? Totally. And, and so our question <laughs> for you is if you had to pick three films to take on a spaceship on a tiny paper mache cassette, what are your <laughs> what are your three ride or dies for films? Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, Terminator 2. Yes. Um, nice. No. I should have thought about this before this call. I'm just like, <laughs> around. I, you guys sent me the question, but like, like we'll edit it down for time. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, um, Third movie, man. It's always tough to pick one, um, right? Probably mm. like I would say maybe something that's infinite. Oh, Back to the Future. Yeah, 
Nice. Okay. But I feel yeah, like that's yeah. an infinitely rewatchable movie. Like I yeah, almost yeah. could just put it on anytime and not be sick of it somehow. Yeah. I think there's films as well where you can enjoy them as a film and then you can enjoy them as filmmaking, right? You can marvel yeah, at yeah. how well they're done. And so even if you you're tired of the story, you're like, look at that, look at that fucking like Jurassic Park. You just yeah. go, look at that fucking look how mm. they did that. Nineteen ninety fucking three. Like it's incredible. Like yeah. how the Grinch stole game. Christmas. How how is how the Grinch stole Christmas on there? Is that just that's <laughs> just <a> goofy answer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It has cool prosthetics. There's yeah. like it's got like a heartwarming vibe. Maybe it's because the holiday season. I'm like mm, thinking a lot yeah. about it. Dude, I think the Grinch is a solid Christmas film, man. Like, yeah, it's gonna, if you're stuck on a spaceship, it's going to be Christmas, you know, once a year. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just season, like if you're stuck in a spaceship, you can pretend there's like a holiday, you know? Exactly. <laughs> maybe, right? it's a tie. maybe it would be a tie with like Nightmare Before Christmas, so I could have yeah. nice. Halloween and Christmas and one. True. Ooh, okay, so two for is, one. is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? I think it's like both. You could play it both, and then okay. I think it'll work. You know, like, Die that's, hard. that's just the brilliance of it that it's like yeah, ashing on two holidays. You know, okay. Yeah. Die Hard is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Definitely. Okay, definitely. Good. I was what about so... the thing? The thing. Yeah. The thing. The thing. John, John Carpenter. Oh, really? is, is that during like Christmas? I think it's during the holidays, isn't it? It's oh, in the Arctic, man. Ben. I think definitely that's... got. It definitely has snow. <laughs> um, it's definitely got snow. I'm taking it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that movie. The fan is so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah, um, yeah. I found out that there was a movie before the fan. Um, that's like an older version of it, sort of. Yeah. But it's not really like a direct sequel or anything. But it's like, um, it's what John Carpenter based the thing on. So yeah. it's. Um, the nineteen fifties one, right? The nineteen fifties yeah. one where they find a creature in a block of ice and then they decide to put an electric blanket over the block yeah, of ice yeah. for some reason. Yeah, and they yeah. burn him alive. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. that scene where he just burns yeah. everything. Like Honestly. Oh, I fucking incredible. love fifty sci fi. I love the, the bullshit decisions fifty sci fi characters yeah. make. <laughs> but it's all justified because uh, I, I even that film existing, I think the most amazing fact that I got from that film is that electric blankets existed in the 1950s. And I didn't know about them until at least 2010. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's crazy. Um, yeah, 1950s horror, what's cool about it, I think, is that maybe we didn't know enough about the world back then. Mm, that, yeah. like People kind of like blew like off the seat of their pants with the science and like ideas you know and now in a weird way we're confined to like knowing so much about the world that like yeah we're not like we're like oh how do we justify this or that yeah this is what's uh, this is what's kind of ruining creature features for me at the minute we're sort of in a weird a weird cycle of like the creatures are always from outer space because we don't know anything about outer space but you go back Mm -hmm. to the 50s and you've got ants or them, yeah. which is just giant ants. Creature of yeah. the Black Lagoon. He's just Creature in a puddle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got Earth versus the Spider is hands down one of the greatest movies that exists. They yeah. they murder a giant tarantula, <laughs> put it into the school gymnasium, and then just put a red velvet rope around it and then have a prom that evening around an enormous <laughs> dead spider. It's the greatest <laughs> film that exists for that exact reason because no one sat down and thought, that's mental. Maybe, yeah. maybe no one would do that. Because back like in that time, everyone would do that. That's fucking incredible. The closest thing that I feel like in modern era that feels like one of those movies, it's like The Mist, maybe, you know? Ooh, Tremors. 
Tremors. Tremors. The later Tremors are goofy as shit. Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. Yeah. I can't watch that. I've watched uh, it twice. I can't do it. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned earlier having been sent some some vet some vetted scripts, right? Yeah. And we can totally cut this and by all means uh, no, censor any of this, all of this. Mm. Can you can you think of any particularly wild scripts that you've read where you're like, what? Oh, man. Like like what's the wildest <laughs> thing you've read in a script? You're like, this isn't a film. <laughs> <laughs> I read like some, I read a remake that I was just like not feeling at all. Okay, know? a remake of yeah. what? I don't want to say. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> fine, fine. I got in so much trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want to get you in trouble. But I'll just say that, like, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did, did the remake happen? It did. Hundred <laughs> okay. percent Universal Pictures, The Mummy. I, I, I'm just calling it now. <laughs> it's The Mummy with Tom Cruise. <laughs> I saw it. and I was like, damn, this is. This is wild, and it was not good. And I don't know, man. You could just tell from the script, you know. Yeah. Like, it was so okay. weird. I mean, you could tell on the page, you know. But I, I'm not like completely against a remake per mm -hmm. se. But I think mm -hmm. it's gotta be justified by the time, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. How is it relevant to today? You know, yeah. like not just a cash grab sort of remake, but like you're kind of either adding to the mythos or you're adding something that's relevant to now or yeah. or even yeah. in the best case scenario it's like it's more relevant today than it was before you know like totally that's totally. like a cool remake you know but just the random remakes are like weird you know there must be so much of that i mean i remember listening to kevin smith talking about superman lives and the oh, whole yeah. giant mechanical spider and how that ended up getting used in Wild oh yeah, that's got to be a surreal experience for him, like to mm. watch a scene <laughs> that he scripted like years, like years mm -hmm. ago. Yeah, fully made, but like in, <laughs> in, like in CG, like you know, like so so bizarre. And Nicolas Cage, who we've never seen as Superman, other than like a you photo, know yeah. photos it's the biggest oh, crime of the 21st century by a long <laughs> yeah. shot i think it would be so good it, i mean it would have been cool to see him do both batman and superman like yeah you know, like, yeah that would it's have been so interesting it's a natural mm -hmm. fit for tim burton because it's a film in which the character has daddy issues like every fucking tim burton film <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally yeah it would have been like emo superman like I'm oh. not from this earth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't belong here. <laughs> just brooding on top of a mountain in a rain, sort of like throwing boulders down to just be sort of like, fuck this place. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand me. <laughs> I'm going to my too... fortress of solitude. Kansas is too small for me. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I'm going to leave this town and I'm going to be somebody. It's buddy, you're fucking Superman. All right. You can be anyone. Where it'd be somebody. Oh man, I want to see that film. Funny. Yeah, yeah Chris. He goes to Metropolis to pursue his like burgeoning <laughs> art career. Oh <laughs> my god, yes, he does That'd experimental photography on the side. That'd be <laughs> fucking incredible. So, like every episode, we we tend to play a game at the end of the episodes. Um, I was wondering if you wanted to to play a quick yeah. game. Okay, yeah, cool. It's down, yeah. So it's called uh, Sloppy Synopsis. Yeah. And what I've got is I've got like a few sort of, yeah, sloppy synopsis. And you just guess the film. 
Oh, I love this. This is great. So the first one is dreamy men manage to turn other dreamy man on a trans trans Pacific flight. Dreamy men turn Dream other. Yeah, dreamy men manage to turn other dreamy man on trans Pacific flight. Oh, this is a uh, this is we've covered this, haven't we? Yes, is we this have. This Christopher oh. Nolan. It is Christopher Nolan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Inception. Oh. It is Inception. Inception. Yeah. Uh, that's a good. That's a great sloppy synopsis on that. I forgot, yeah. happens, I forgot a lot of it happens on a plane. Yeah, it's right. all like from. Isn't it like from Paris to America? Yeah, yeah. Totally, <laughs> totally spaced on that. Okay, number two is kooky private investigator aces his entrance exam into a lunatic asylum. Oh. There's a clue in there. There's a clue in there. He aces his exam. Aces. Aces his entrance exam into a lunatic asylum. And he's a kooky private investigator. It's not Shutter Island. No. Oh. That would be too light. <laughs> yeah. That's a good guess, though. Shutter Island. Uh, one of the clues is Snowflake has been kidnapped. Hmm. Another oh. one is they're looking for Ray Finkel and a clean pair of shorts. Oh, Ace Ventura? That's the one. Oh. There you go. Oh, I forgot that he um I forgot he goes into an insane asylum in it at some yeah, point. I've never the seen the films. You've oh. never seen how I tell you to watch these on a weekly basis. Yeah, they've got Jim Carrey in them and he's it's like just, it's starting to hurt now. You know what I mean? I would rather I'm taking it personally. I would rather swallow razor blades than watch Jim Carrey. <laughs> Awful. And anything's oh, funny. Awful. Drama, Awful. 100%, but... <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, number three is two philosophical hitmen discuss burgers whilst driving a car. Oh, Pulp Fiction. There you go, buddy. <sighs> yeah, that was... <laughs> I was like, quit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a former Jedi goes on a murderous rampage in Paris. Uh... Former Jedi. Yeah, this one's stupid. <laughs> In Paris. Yeah. Okay, so it's not Alec Guinness. It's not. <laughs> it's not Mark oh. Hamill. It's not. Would you like a clue? Yeah. He has a particular set of skills. Oh, um... Oh, take it. <laughs> take it. Oh, what the fuck? I forgot. Yo, that's a good one, because you forget Liam Neeson was a right? Jedi. Right? I, to be honest with you, buddy, I forget the prequels. So, like, that one yeah. stumped me. <laughs> like he's the least, like, like affected by Star Wars fandom out of oh, yeah. all that I yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it. You know what like, I mean? Like he escaped like clean. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you know what it might have been? Because his look is so wildly different than what he looks like. Yeah. Like, he's got the long hair, the beard. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And then, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. and then like afterwards, you know, he's just clean shaven. It's like, yeah. oh, no one needs to associate me with this character. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this one's super easy. Man has ball on, on a desert island. Man has ball on desert oh, island. Um, um, castaway. 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 That's the one. Uh, locals angry after Japanese immigrant moves to New York to start a family. What? Godzilla. Local? It is Godzilla yes. from 1998. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got two more. Uh, they're both Christmassy because obviously it's, this is our Christmas episode. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, tis the season. Everyone gets a little horny around Christmas time. Oh. The fuck? 
Uh, it is. Is this theatrically released or is this on an that's orange like 20, website? That's like 20 Lifetime movies or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so this is, this is, honestly, I don't understand how this is a Christmas film, but it's a, it's a British film. Uh, Hugh Grant is the Prime Minister. Oh, Love Actually. Love, love actually. actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, that's a, that's a that's horribly, a... horribly unhealthy relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That movie, uh, people watch it a lot, though. It's like it's, it's become it's yeah, stayed, it's, it's stayed in the culture for like a long time. You know, it's like a it's like a British household tradition that it is on yeah. every fucking Christmas Day every year. Yeah, it's crazy. People watch it here a lot too. Actually, yeah, I Love think that. it's making a Christmas movie is a lot like making a Christmas single. You either yeah. have a paycheck for the rest of your life. Or yeah. you have a, a project you just never talk about. Look <laughs> <laughs> how Mariah Carey's career is. Right, like exactly. Like every Christmas, she gets that nice Christmas check. She's like, Mwah. three turkeys yeah, this Christmas. Christmas. Movie though, I really, really fuck with a lot. Elf, like I think Elf, Elf yeah. is the one, man. The one. Elf is the one. Jingle all the way oh, is another one. Jingle Which all the way. Jingle all the way. It is a terrible oh, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. fucking incredible it's at the same time. Shit film. Yeah, but it's so good because it's so bad, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I've got one more slappy synopsis, and it's the easiest of them all. Recluse turns green with envy at the fun people have with Christmas. Oh, the Grinch that there stole you go. Right. Hey! There you go, man. What the hell? That there came full circle. Full circle, man. <laughs> Honestly, when you said it earlier on, I was like, I fucking got something for this later, mate. I fucking got something for this later. <laughs> Chris, we're out of time, but thank you so much for coming on. Uh, oh, if you were the last, me. is an incredible film. We've spent 20 minutes to half an hour before you came on telling every single one of our listeners to just watch it twice. Oh, thanks, dude. Uh, I appreciate that. That's awesome. It's, it's fucking excellent. What have you got coming up that we can we can shout about for you? Um, I'm working on a musical. Um, eventually, I'm doing the Cheech and Chong biopic, which I can talk right. about a little yeah, bit. Yeah, nice. That's, That's going to be, be cool. fucking incredible. Yeah. Stoner comedies, man. <laughs> I fucking love the Cheech and Chong movies, man. <laughs> yeah. Up in Smoke. Um, oh, my God. There's like classics, you know? Like Up in Smoke is like my teenage movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was like the, it was on repeat, man. It's incredible. Yeah. So I've been like oh, jamming on that. And yeah, I think that that's there's other stuff I'm trying to work on. But th that's the really big one that I can kind of. Publicly Incredible. <laughs> well, we'd love to have you back on, uh, and we will we will push the hell out of it uh, because Thanks, we love your it. film. We love you. It's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege to talk to you. Oh, Honestly. thanks, guys. Thank you so much, man. Thank All you right. so much. Later. We'll, uh, chat to you soon, buddy. Take care, chat man. To you. Bye, guys. That's it. That was the Christmas episode. We are rapidly approaching the new year. I just wanted to take a moment to say Merry Christmas little shout out to all our friends and family, uh, the D&D &D group, my nephews and nieces, brothers and sisters, Anthony at Cineworld, legend. Um, but everyone, everyone, support's incredible. Merry Christmas to you, be safe. I don't know, tell your family you love them. If you do, if you don't, don't. <laughs>